Joining us now on the line is Frank Blackmore, lead economist at KPMG. Frank, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. So in which way will this national shutdown affect the country's economy? Uh, good afternoon, um, Sure. So, I mean, just the, the the loss of work time, depending on how big and how extensive this national shutdown happens to be, you know, if one does a simple exercise by just saying, how many working days do we have in this year? It's it's around uh, 249. And if we if we look at, if we divide lowest year's GDP by that, then a lost day basically equates to around 26, 27 billion by itself if people don't go to work on that day. Um, and that's not counting the other issues that were brought up in your in your sort of pretext there, which may be, uh, you know, damaged property and infrastructure. It, it may also be, um, you know, obviously reputational damage, that, that additional damage that could come. Um, in terms of the, the appearance of, of uh, lawlessness, depending on how the protest goes. Mm-hmm. So, with a complete shutdown, you say at about eighty-six billion. Um, we've seen. Pro- Sorry. Twenty-six. Twenty-seven. Twenty-six. Twenty-seven. Oh, two-six. Yeah. Okay, so we've seen protests before, and also some of uh, some of the rhetoric that's being used by political parties, including, for instance, using words such as national shutdowns and so forth. But it never really reaches a point of where everything stops working. Um, have we ever experienced anything like that in South Africa? No, we we haven't experienced anything like that. I think I'm just going with what I read is the proposal in this instance. Um, and I think an important point that we, we're missing here as well is in a democratic country, the right to protest is as important as the right to be able to go to work or do anything on that day. You know, mm-hmm. your right and my right may be different. I mean, our choices may be different, but our rights are preserved under the Constitution. Um, and, and I think w- what people have... Um, disliked about the organization leading up to this shutdown, however big or small it it ends up happening to be, is the fact that one clearly feels an impingement of other people's rights. You know, if you're a business, you're told to shut down or or suffer from looting. If you're a trucking business, please stay off the roads, otherwise the consequences will be yours to pay. Um, And obviously the implication of this is a very undemocratic, way of, um, you know, applying your rights. Uh, and, and I think that is where uh, the, the potential for damage uh, also sort of creeps in. Yeah. I saw a, a statement or an open letter, at least, from the leader of Action SA asking on the president to intervene and saying that some concerns um, that he has received from um, some uh, business owners and so forth, and even uh, um, international investors around this shutdown. From a from a branding perspective, uh, what does this mean for the country, for Brand SA? Well, I, you, you know, as I sort of alluded to in a lot of articles out there on this, I've alluded to that it, it does give this idea that there is a degree of lawlessness. And I think, you know, if this was a peaceful protest, we've seen protests before. We saw, um, you know, just a, a few weeks back, a march to the Tuli House by another political party. Um, but there are no consequences. The problem here is also that 
uh, I, I guess the, the EFF have, have a history of, of how their protests go that is highlighted. And I think this is the fear, not the fact that they're protesting. I think everyone will protect that right as much as anyone's right. It's just the fact that if things get out of hand, as they have done in the past, who's carrying that cost? Who, who is, who's accountable? Who's responsible for that type of cost? And, and you know, if these things are let, um, if, we, if we just let these things take place, there is reputational damage. Um, because if if that type of damage is allowed under the guise of protest, what else would be allowed? So one of the cornerstones as well that investors would be looking into is the ability of law enforcers to actually ensure that the law is enforced and also looking at the role that the judiciary plays. Um, do you think where we currently stand and also how the July 2021 unrest unfolded does give confidence at all? Yeah, I'm not sure it does, although there are two aspects here. Um, what we saw in 2021 was violence in KZN and to a certain degree in Kurulene and Gauteng. Take a long time to officially investigate and officially to get to the bottom of uh, incidents that occurred. And and again, as we've seen, either, even in the sort of state capture type uh, cases, these things can drag on for way longer than, uh, let's call it, the public or the investing community uh, or, or patient. And, and that sort of gives the impression that not much is done. Uh, I do believe it's unfair to to sort of hold the sort of police <laughs> at this point um, accountable because they don't know what's coming. Um, but they I should have intelligence, I, isn't it? Yeah, they should. Yeah. And, and I think we have seen in the past when these things go wrong, we always hear about insufficient training, we have insufficient numbers, etc., which doesn't inspire confidence uh, on, on, in, in that part of our society. So I think that is another reason why a lot of people are, are trying to get this thing either interdicted or formalized to certain areas where, you know, uh, I guess a greater degree of control could perhaps uh, be had. Because the consequences are unknown. And in that unknown, it, there is a lot of risk, and that risk, none of it is positive for, for the economy. Thank you so much for your time. Frank Blackmore is the lead economist at KPMG.